Yeah, we praise God for these testimonies and that testimony. You sound like your dad. You sound like your dad. What a blessing it is to be with you. Good morning. So let me ask you, and I'm kind of gearing this question towards you guys, and you, Elling. Uh, do you have any heroes? Do you have any heroes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to say your dad. Yeah, yeah. You, Elling is your hero? Gail, do you have any heroes? Oh, come on now. Gail? Gabe? Not Kale, not Gail. That, she's over there. No, you don't? M- most of your friends are your heroes. Okay. Elling, nothing? You got nothing for me? Here, here I want to put a twist on this because they're not playing along anyway. Um, who are your spiritual heroes. Maybe it's someone God put into your life, just like some of the testimonies spoke to, or, or, or maybe it's a character in the Bible that you just relate to, or, or, or you gravitate towards. And, and here's the question why I bring it up. Why? Why, why that particular person? I want you to think about that as I take you to uh, Hebrews 11. A chapter in God's Word that speaks of the great Hall of Fame of heroes of the faith. And I want to talk about the first two that the writer of Hebrews brings up in chapter 11. So go there with me. The words will be before you on the screen. As we read Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through through 6. We packed a lot in to a day like today, but everything we do centers around the Word of God here at Emmaus. And so we continue in God's Word today, reading in Jesus' name. You ready? You ready? Now, faith is the assurance, it says, of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, here's the first hero of faith, by faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, though which he was commended as righteous. God commended him by accepting his gift. Remember that, by accepting his gift. And through his faith, Though he died, he still speaks. Though he is long gone, his testimony is still alive and living and being told today. By the way, that's exactly what I'm doing, right? What a testimony of what God is doing through his word in the world. By faith. Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. Remember that. Verse 5, By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Remember that part. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him, God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists 
and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Heavenly Father, we ask that your, your Spirit would guide us and instruct us through the testimony of Your Word and by Your Word. Now as we dig a little bit deeper, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so guys, if you were to ask me, and I'm speaking to all of you, but, but guys, if you were to ask me to give you a little advice on a day like this, in relation to what I just read to you in Hebrews chapter 11, here's, here's where I would start, here is where I would begin. I want you to think about this. There will come a day when your faith in Jesus will be challenged. Now, now, now one of you talked about it already being challenged. One of you talked about having a pretty easy life. Uh, but my guess is you've had some challenges in your life too, Kale. But, but there will come a day, Gabe, you and Ellen too, where your faith will be challenged. Okay. So I want you to remember a couple of things that Hebrews tells us today. The, the first is this. That true faith and understanding our faith and what true faith is, is critical to how we live our life. The second part is this. Remember, remember, remember that your faith is grounded in the one who has already won the victory. Now let me explain all of that by saying this. The section of scripture that I just read to you was written to a group of people at the church at Jerusalem who were at the onset of facing great and historic persecution. They were, they were at a crossroads in life and because of this crossroads they were beginning to question what they believed in and why they believed it at all because it, quite frankly, was beginning to challenge their life to the point that they may have been facing death. Now that might not be our context today. But let me just say this. When you're in settings, not so much like this, because it's easy to profess our faith in a setting like this, but when we're in settings where our faith is put into question or in an environment that challenges our belief, remember what Hebrews shows us. Let's start with the definition. Faith is the substance substance of things hoped for. It's as if to say, you can hold the Word of God with your hand. You can see it with your eyes. You can commune with God by by tasting it and actually smelling it. You can experience the forgiveness of God in your heart. And as some have testified to this, you almost feel lighter when you experience the forgiveness of sins in your life as if you could jump higher than before. It's something you can experience physically. Faith is central to all things we hope in. That is to say, we all, we all, need faith. No one is faithless in that sense. No one believes nothing in in that sense. For we do not possess the ability of knowing all things or observing all things from beginning to end. And not all things can be seen. Like, uh, guys, like like the past or, or the future. Like what happened before you. And what will happen in the years to come long after you've gone to be with the Lord. 
Even our existence is not in our control to the extent that life requires faith. Hebrews 1.3 gives us an example. It says, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And that is to say, guys, that there is a dimension that we do not see that has created what we have seen, making it all the more real than even what we see. And and that should blow your mind, right? And yet it's, it's what we believe by faith. That, that God spoke into existence and it just happened instantaneous. Kale, you are interesting, by the way. You are interesting. Why? Because God, God planned you before the foundations of the world. And all of you too. It's incredible. He, he, said, he said land and, and, and he said creatures and, and, and he said sky and he said light and darkness and it was instantaneous. It's not something we fully grasp. But then again, why should that surprise us? See, see, this is where some, some of us are, are challenged in our thinking. That because we don't understand something, then maybe therefore it cannot be true. But I am not bothered by things I cannot understand, even though my kids tell me that I think I know everything. <laughs> I don't. Because everyone has things they cannot understand. That is the nature of the world we live in. In fact, everything you believe, everything you think, cannot be fully understood in the moment. It requires faith. Even our experts are only experts in one field or another. I mean, I don't want a surgeon working on my car and I don't want my mechanic working on my body, (laughs) right? I'm not bothered by things I cannot understand. That is the norm. Even what we know as experts will one day be augmented by further knowledge or experience because we'll say a hundred years from now, well, that was incomplete. We know so much more. What separates us from God is not only our sin, error, and wrong. It is that He is all-knowing and all-powerful, and we are not. And and we should be comfortable with that, church, because if God was not all-knowing and all-powerful, it would disqualify Him from being God, wouldn't it? So I want us to think about this and ponder this as we consider our own faith. Faith is not a substitute for an explanation because we couldn't come up with one. It's not a cop-out or an excuse used to avoid answering something we cannot explain. Much cannot be explained and never will be able to be explained. Too big for our finite minds to understand. No, faith is, I put it this way, is is a trust that comes from God who builds assurance in our lives. Guys, listen. It builds assurance in our lives that... That what we are trusting in is reliable, that what we know is sufficient, and that what we believe is sure. 
The, the first part of that is the most important, what I want us to focus on, okay? According to Strong's Greek Dictionary, these are things that I like to nerd out on a little bit. I really enjoy this kind of study. The, the term faith in, in the Greek is derived from a word that simply means to be won over or to be persuaded. Now, why do I say that? Students, it's as if to say you have been gifted with something divine, something from heaven, something from God Himself. I want you to hear that. It didn't actually come from Kyle or myself or Pastor Kevin telling you in, in the perfect verbiage, this is what you believe. No, no, it's something that comes from God. John 1.3 tells us to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered unto the saints. It was delivered to you. In fact, we are reminded in Romans that we were dead in our trespasses and sins, so therefore even our receiving was God's work in our lives. And here is why you need to remember this for the rest of your lives, and this goes for all of us here. Here's why we need to remember this for the rest of our lives. If you had to earn it, you would fail because you already have. Isn't that great news? <laughs> yeah. And if you deserved it, then it would give you the right to say, I'm the man, I got this, I don't need your help. But the truth of the matter is we do need the help of the Lord. And if you could buy it, if you could somehow conjure up enough money to pay for it, well, then you could lose it or it could be stolen away. What gets us into trouble is thinking that faith is something that we generate. Faith is not a result of the right answers on a test or the perfect explanation of questions you were asked or a result of what someone else convinced you of like your parents or your pastor. Faith is simply the avenue by which we come to God and trust Him for salvation because He has persuaded and convinced us. Did you get that? Right? But I want you to see this in illustration. Uh, verses 4 and 5 uh, were given as examples of faith, these two Hebrew heroes, uh, to show us what this looks like. And to really understand what is being said here as God delivered faith unto these heroes and, and, and to help us understand what sets them apart from anyone else testifying of what God has done in our lives, we kind of have to go back to the beginning and read what it tells us in Genesis long ago about these men of faith. And so we start in Genesis 4 where it says this, and they're interesting examples because we don't actually have a lot, of, a lot of information on their lives. Of course, Abel was Adam and Eve's son, and, and all we know about him is what we know about he and his brother. How, how did it end up between he and his brother? Not, not good, not good. 
In the course of time, it says, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. Okay? And, and the Lord had regard for Abel's offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. They went to worship, and, and, and they give offering or worship to God, and one is accepted and one is not. And here what happens next. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry, and why has your face fallen? Of course, the Lord knows the heart of each one of us. He knows your heart, even as you testify of me, knows your heart. And so we don't understand everything of why he accepted Abel's over Cain's. But we do know how he answers. We do know how he answers. He says, Cain, this is God speaking, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin, it says, is crouching at your door, seeking Seeking to destroy you. It's desirous for you. But you must rule over it. Do you hear that? You must rule over it. Well, what happens in the story? Cain kills his brother Abel out of envy and pressure and unrest in his heart. And yet, I want us to think about what God responds to Cain with this question of concern for his heart. Cain, sin is crouching at your door. It's seeking to destroy you. It's your greatest enemy. It's why you will one day and have already faced Trial and tribulation towards your faith in Jesus Christ. Sin is crouching at your door. That's true for each one of us. It's enticing. In fact, so enticing, often we honor it in our lives rather than God. Think about it. Sin is seeking to destroy us. It is the greatest threat to our faith. So what does God say to Cain? Just what He says to us. Don't do it. (laughs) Simple as that, right? Come on, guys. Don't do it. Just stop sinning. And do well. That's it. Just do well. Run along. Just, just do well. You got this. And to that, Cain should have said, but I can't. I can't. I need you, Lord. I need you. Every moment, I, I, I need you. Now, to complete that thought... Look what the writer of Hebrews says about the faith of Enoch. Real quick, Genesis chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. It it says, Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah, the oldest 
man ever to walk the earth, 300 years, and had other sons and other daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now what we remember about Enoch was that he was taken and he didn't die, and we can't fathom all that, but we are pointed to his faith right after God addresses Cain's, the firstborn son of Adam and Eve, because Cain refused to regard what he was created for. Bear with me. How many years did Enoch live, guys? 365, one year for every day of the year. There is a message in his life for all of us that God desires that we have relationship with Him. Evidence of the true faith that is found not in our efforts, not in the things we do, not in our accomplishments, or our convincing ourselves that God is. No, instead, it's faith that was given once to them. A faith that rests only in the one who has conquered what all the rest of us will face outside of Enoch. A picture of what we were never created to experience, that being death. That there would come a man, Jesus, who would conquer sin and death. And he would suffer and die so that we could live. So that we could walk with God in faith every day of the year, for the rest of our lives. By faith, His righteousness was credited to Him because of what God had done in His heart and in His life. It's the explanation for verse 6. Now, faith is impossible. Sorry, now, to... To impress God or to please God is impossible without faith. Why? Because, because our righteousness comes from Him, the only one that pleases God. So when our faith is in Jesus, we are accepted and pleasing to God. You know, having a healthy view of our faith is critical. But most importantly, what is most important is what your faith is in. Right? Jesus. Jesus. The author, the scriptures say, and protector of our faith. And to that you gave testimony. You did a great job, guys. Can, can we praise God again for what they what they shared. But let me just say this before we go into the rite of confirmation of your faith, that what God is doing in your hearts and lives now is only truly a beginning. For faith is something that is living and active. And when we allow the Word of God to penetrate our hearts and guide us in life, it is there and only there where we will begin to see His greater purposes for our lives and what He is doing in this world as we await His return. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, so grateful for Your Word. As we go into this formal rite of service for these students and the blessing it will be for us, Lord, before we partake in the communion supper of our Lord, 
Would you be glorified as we prepare our hearts to receive your forgiveness? We thank you for the cleansing. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the victory of the resurrection. Lord Jesus, by faith we trust in you. Amen. Would you stand with me as we respond in faith?